Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stock slump. Haven assets push higher after tensions mount between the U.S. and North Korea. Right now, the Dow is down 77 points. That's a drop of four-tenths of one percent. The S&P down seven, a decline there of three-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down 34, down five-tenths of one percent. The 10-year up 5.30 seconds, the yield 2.24 percent. Gold up 18.50 the ounce to 12.77, up by one and a half percent. West Texas intermediate crude up 29 cents a barrel to 49.45. That's a gain of six-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You were listening Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. September, could that be the time for the Fed to hike rates? That's a question on the table right now. We put that question to Tom Graff, who's the head of fixed income at Brown Advisory. Uh, What do you make of uh, September? Well, not the, you know, there's one of the fire song you got to love because how can anyone not love that? <laughs> I looks up no other answer. But the Fed hike? I, I don't think there's some people who are trying to put September on the table for an actual hike. Um, I think that's pretty unlikely. Uh, the data that's come in recently, be that the payroll number uh, last Friday or the jolts number earlier this week, or even if uh, CPI uh, surprised as that comes in. Um, I think that's just going to reinforce their current plan as opposed to cause them to accelerate. So I think that would be a balance sheet adjustment and then maybe a hike in December. Let's talk about that balance sheet adjustment because when I've spoken to investors over and over again, I feel like that gets to the top of their concerns list, that they're concerned the Fed is not going to unwind their balance sheet in a way that's going to be kind to markets. But is that really the case here, or have markets pretty much priced in any sort of movement they're going to be doing? Yeah, look, I don't think they couldn't have done more to telegraph this move uh, than they did. Uh, So it's hard to imagine that it's not pretty priced in. Um, So what could they get wrong then? Well, I think there's certainly possibilities for disruptions in the mortgage market if there were to be uh, certain coupons um, that they own pretty heavily that are no longer actively traded, there could be some Explain disruptions there. Explain that to me. So when they were buying, interest rates were at the, – When the Fed was buying. When the Fed was right. buying, interest rates were at rock bottom. Um, and so sort of Fannie Mae 3% mortgages, they're not widely held or as widely held as currently creatable uh, coupons. So the where, where borrowers are borrowing today – um, so it's possible so that, but that's wrong, a pretty. Yeah. But what could go wrong? Explain how that would work. So they would be selling into a market. Mortgage buyers tend to prefer lower uh, interest rate volatility. The lower the coupon on the mortgage, the higher the interest rate volatility. So I I could see a scenario where they're selling into a market uh, that doesn't really want their bonds. I still think that's a pretty technical outcome, though. I don't think that's a widespread Would that depend effect. on how much of those particular uh, low interest rate uh, stuff they've got? I think it would depend more on whether interest rates are higher than they are now or lower than they are now. That's interesting. So push, so raising rates before they unwind the balance sheet, could it make it harder to unwind the balance sheet? Yes, I think that's true. That's really interesting. Well, so we have the view of what the Fed is going to do. You said they're well-telegraphed. 
But what about other central banks? Because we've seen um, some of the liquidity providing be somewhat coordinated among different central banks. Is there any indication or any concern on your part that it's not going to be the same when they tighten those liquidity spigots? Well, I think there's a couple risks there. One is uh, up until six months ago, the general presumption was that the ECB would be stuck at zero for years. Um, and now that Europe is kind of uh, awoken from their slumber, that's probably not going to be the case. They're probably going to start at least moving moving off QE, if not eventually moving off uh, negative interest rates. Um, that will change the currency effects, I think, of the Fed's move. So that gives the you know, right now, if the Fed hikes and the rest of the world is stuck at zero, the dollar just gets much stronger. Um, recently, we've seen the dollar get a lot weaker. I think that's on anticipation that uh, policy in Europe could be changing. And that means that each rate hike is not as impactful as it would have otherwise been. Um, and that gives the Fed more room to raise rates. Um, and I, I, I think I probably should have explained why it is that I take it back a little bit. Why lower interest rate uh, mortgage securities have more vol than higher interest rate uh, mortgage securities? Yeah, just because if you have a really, really low rate, if you're lucky enough out there to have a really, really low rate, you're, you're, you're there. You go. Enough. You're not. You're not going to refinance, right? And you're somewhat less likely to move because your current your current monthly pay is so low and if you move to somewhere else and you got a new mortgage at a higher rate you'd owe more money so um, that means that the that that mortgage bond is outstanding for longer so you think of it as like a longer term bond which a longer term bonds tend to have more interest rate volatility interesting okay with all of that in mind then what does smart money do to handle that environment well I think you have to think about um, if you look domestically, at uh, where the uh, where sort of inflation and where job growth is um, and where we are, like how much capacity we have to keep growing, um, feels to me like we're you know the labor market's pretty tight. We don't see a lot of wage uh, acceleration. There's wage growth, but not a lot of acceleration. Um, so that kind of tells me the Fed is pretty close to neutral now. Um, and if they're pretty close to neutral, then there's not a ton of room for them to keep hiking without being disruptive. And that kind of makes interest rates interesting here, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I keep hearing this strange place that the Fed has to straddle where we heard with Kashkari and Bullard saying they're they're not uh, concerned that the balance sheet unwind would affect the markets, uh, not concerned with their pace. However, they are starting to ring the alarm on inflation missing their target. I feel like that's two separate stories right there that the Fed is trying to straddle. Yeah, I would say the Fed is concerned there's 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 people on the Fed, you name two of them, who are concerned about inflation being too low. Um, but there's also people who are concerned about stoking asset volatility, uh, meaning if if they don't move off very, very low rates, then they could encourage uh, financial sector valuations to get richer and richer and richer, which ultimately could lead to a bust. So um, this kind of fighting bubbles with interest rates idea. So when we looked at the minutes um, from the most recent meeting, you know, I expected to see a lot of talk of the Phillips curve, which is this relationship between unemployment and inflation. But really, there was much more talk about financial stability. So I kind of think they want to get 
closer yeah. to neutral in order to encourage stability. Tom Graff. Thank you very much, Tom Graff from Brown Advisory. Glad to have you. Glad to have you over there. You listen to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg.